Do you ever feel burned out with your work or that your passions and your interests aren't in alignment with your professional or personal goals? My name is Jake Sednick, and on Finding Self with Jake, I'll share advice that's helped improve my life and the stories of others who have created the life that they want. In doing so, my goal is to help you live a life that aligns with the things that you want. I have a super special guest today. Liz, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited. Ooh, yay, good. Is it okay that we use your last name so people can find you? Liz, happy? Yep. <laughs> Thanks Go so for much. It. Awesome. Cool. I'm so excited. So I, I like everybody to always introduce themselves, but I have been trying to get better as a host. So I have a little intro I put together for Liz that I probably should have just started with. Okay, but, I'm here for it. So <laughs> so for you listening today, Liz is an incredibly interesting person. We've known each other a while now, haven't it's we? It's been way longer than I initially thought. It's kind of funny because we met maybe, it's got to be five or six years now, right? Yeah, it's a good chunk of time. Wow, that's wild. So Liz is roommates with my one of my best friends, Leah, who has not been on my podcast yet. Oh my gosh, kind of rude of her. Um <laughs> But I, I thought you're specifically interesting that I want to talk to you because you have a really unique balance and relationship between your work and something that I think that you're passionate about, which is kind of your new work. Yes. So Liz has kind of a really interesting spiritual spirituality about her. It's hard for me to say. Blah. <laughs> but you also work in pharmacy. And I think yes. for a lot of people, like the, the medical world and then something like being very spiritual are almost like polar opposites. Mm -hmm. So I'm really curious to hear like your whole take on this and how you balance that. But, you know, knowing those two opposite sides of the spectrum, I think that you balance them very well. And as a new business owner, we also want to go ahead and let everybody know about what it is that you do. So you have a Reiki practice, correct? I do. It's new. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm so excited for you. And I can't wait to share it with everybody else because just for everyone listening, quick testimonial for Liz, I <laughs> did go and have a Reiki session done. I'd have one done before and I know very little about what Reiki is still. So I'm going to have her explain that in a little bit. But I felt excellent afterwards. I really, and I really, really did. I don't know if I told you this, but, and, and it held up for me. I was really feeling mm -hmm. good. And it's one of those things that I, you know, I'm not terribly spiritual. I'm not against it, but it's just not something that I have a ton of focus at in my life. Probably something I could develop more. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to talk to you and share it with people. And if anybody's curious, uh, what's the name of your studio? So I um, have a booth inside Illuminate Wellness okay. Center, which is in Concord, Ohio, um, off of Cryo. Sorry, I forgot the word. No worries. <laughs> we'll run plugs again at the end. But if you're looking for potentially finding a great person for a great Thank Reiki you. session, Liz is awesome. So to get into it, I have a couple questions for you that I wrote down because I just... I was just very curious about your process. What's brought you to where you are in your life today? So let's get right off at the at the top of it. So okay. right in our intro, I was mentioning you have this balance between spirituality and then also being like heavily involved in like the pharmacy industry, which seem yeah. like they're so opposite. How yeah. I, so right now that are you looking to get into your current Reiki business is something more full-time eventually. Is that something you do eventually want to do? Yes. I would love to just be a full-time spiritualist because then it would be no different than just me being me every single day. Yeah. Um, also because it's so beneficial. Uh, the pharmacy world, 
you know, Western medicine collides pretty heavily with spirituality. Yeah. Um, especially something like Reiki because it's a very traditional old Japanese practice. So that's all Eastern holistic healing. Yeah. So I'm already the black sheep when it comes to working <laughs> in a pharmacy because, like, I'm the girl that doesn't take Advil or Tylenol unless I'm, like, really, really hurting. Yes, okay. I preach holistic everything. So then to bring in the whole spiritual holistic healing, like, everyone just kind of looks at me like, what is, like, what are you on? <laughs> like, are you sneaking these pills? Like, come on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So have you always been pretty spiritual or is that something that you've developed over time yes so i have the reputation of being ghost girl pretty much my whole life my me my whole family um my mom has a lot of native american bloodline on her side uh her she's one of eight her and all of her siblings oh, wow. have the same abilities that me and my siblings do really? freaks my dad out freaks my boyfriend out but it's really cool i love it um i'm named after my grandma and also my grandma's favorite ghost like wow, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. What is your middle name? Diana. Diana? Do you share the middle name as the favorite ghost? No, Elizabeth no. is the <laughs> Elizabeth's the ghost name. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so, um I was bullied. <laughs> no, no way. Definitely, definitely. And like people would stay the night at my house and like, you know, it's there would yeah. be ghosts. There's orbs in the pictures. Our home videos have like orbs everywhere. And like that oh, was normal that's to crazy. me. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> wow. So how did you end up deciding to work in a pharmacy? So that was just sheer coincidence. Okay. Um, I was dating someone and there was a large group of friends. Uh -huh. And one of his good friends in that group had this girlfriend named Ashley and they're now married. So things worked out for them. Oh, good. But me and Ashley just hit it off right off the bat. And I hated the job I currently had. I was working retail in the mall, nonetheless. Oh, okay. It sucked. I was, like, right out of high school. Yeah. And she was like, oh, like, I work at this pharmacy. Like, we have an opening because two guys are leaving to go to pharmacy school. You should come apply. And I already had a medical assisting background because I did uh, that in high school for senior year. Okay, okay. So I was like, yeah, you know, like, that seems like a step in the right direction. Like, I knew I wanted to be in the medical field. Didn't know what. And so... It's been six years now, <laughs> and I'm still there. Isn't that wild how that happens, though? I feel like I had a really similar experience where I just kind of stumbled into what I do. Yeah. And then people are like, how did you get into this? Or how are you doing Like your job? It's like, I don't know. I just showed up here one day, and then yeah, like, kind of stuck. <laughs> I just I happened to be at Menor Skate Park one day, and oh my God. it all went <laughs> uphill from there, I guess. <laughs> and it all went uphill. <laughs> Shout oh out, D-Dom. <laughs> so what made you decide that you wanted to open this business? So when it comes to Reiki, I obviously, like I gave the background, I've been spiritual. I have a spiritual family. Yeah. I've always known that there was more to it than just incorporating it in my everyday life. Yeah. And I have severe anxiety on and off with depression since I was literally five, okay. like almost had ulcers. Okay. At five, I was crazy. <laughs> wow, and and that's that is something for a five year old, right? Yeah. To have that kind of, or you're just like I stomach, and they're like, "You'll be fine." And you're like, "No, mm -hmm. I'm literally." No, like yeah. I, I was like stressing about like taxes and mortgages. I was five. At a as at you are there's people that are your age that still don't give a shit about that. <laughs> <I> so <know. laughs> like, 
that is wild. There's no rhyme or reason for me being like that. Yeah. Um, and then I had a bunch of crazy interactions with people throughout yeah. growing up, and I've had three different people, two of which who were Reiki practitioners or Reiki masters, be like, "You're you're a healer. You have healer energy. You need to do this." And yeah. you know, I'm a kid. I don't really know what Reiki is. But I'm like, oh, okay. And then I had a teacher in high school who actually her and her husband ghostbusted our house three times. Oh, okay. (laughs) So that's a whole nother story. But she had Reiki done to her and me and her always bonded because I grew up riding horses. She rode horses. And the Reiki master was like, oh, I can feel like your body really misses horseback riding. And she was talking to me about it. And she's like, I don't know why, but like when I was with her, I felt like I was with you. Oh, my gosh. And I was 17. So, like, I wasn't an adult. I didn't have, like, adult duties. Yeah, yeah. So, for her to think that, like, I was this healer that she was seeing was, like, really impactful, and I never forgot it. Oh, my gosh. So, slowly, since high school, I'm 26 now. I know, it's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. Stop. (laughs) I've been researching Reiki. I've been getting into other healing modalities. Yeah. But, you know, life, bills, trying to get a college degree you can't always make time for things especially things that aren't well recepted yeah did you question it did you feel like this is like is it can i legitimately make this something where i can actually like someone will actually pay me to do this even the last five years on and off of just like making that like every time i'd like psych myself up to just do it something would just allow me to talk myself out of it And even after being certified for, like, over a year and a half, I still wasn't going to do it. And I was just going to do it on myself. Oh, my gosh. Because, like, I just – that voice in your head, those intrusive thoughts, they're just like, no, what are you talking about? Don't do it. Oh, man. And something snapped. I don't know why. I turned 26, like, like, a year late from my life crisis. (laughs) And I'm just like, no, I'm changing everything. Changing everything. Like, quit the pharmacy, started this Reiki stuff, chopped seven inches off my hair. Like, I'm going through it. (laughs) We're making it happen now one way or another. We're doing it. Oh, my gosh. That's wild. And I remember, uh, Liz, that, like, a year ago you mentioning that you – we're doing that. And I'm like, oh, I love a Reiki session. Yeah, And, like, literally. I kept, like, wondering. I'm like, are you going to, like, start, like, yeah. at some point in time? Like, because I remember first years, the first time I heard you're like, oh, I'm doing the. Yep. Uh, is is the correct term, by the way, a Reiki master? Should I be using that? So I am not a master yet. Okay. But I am speaking this into the universe now that by summertime, I will be. Okay. Because I will be complete with Reiki 2. Um, next month. Okay. So then there's just one after that. Love it. So I'm speaking. I'm putting it out there. I did sidetrack a little. I did get certified in theta healing. Okay. Which is like a whole nother crazy concept of healing. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's do this. Let's break this down for people. Cause I'm okay. sure a lot of people listening don't have a clue what we're talking yes. about. And I still don't really have a clue what we're talking about. So can you explain to like the absolute novice, how you would explain if somebody came in, what is a Reiki session? What's okay. it going to do for you? So, Reiki is different for everyone. So let's start at the bare minimum. Yeah. Um, you're going to feel like you just caught up on all the sleep you've been missing the last month. Oh, my gosh. For that alone. And Yeah. And <laughs> oh. that is the base. So everyone experiences Reiki different. And every time you have Reiki done to you, it will be a different experience. So it can be very mild or very intense. So it's essentially an ancient form of energy healing involving light touching or light hovering over the body, head to toe, front to back. 
So any physical, mental, spiritual, emotional buildup or trauma that you have internally. Sure. We're not only going to get rid of it, but we're going to open you up head to toe as far as your chakras are concerned. Yeah. You're going to be open and aligned and just ready to innately start healing yourself because our bodies already know how to do that. Yeah. We're just helping it. So the idea is you're kind of moving energy and you're unblocking yes. potential blocked energy is the thought behind it, yes. right? I like to refer to it as gunk okay. because it gives that descriptive imagery so yeah. people can like imagine like sludge leaving inside their body. Oh, I, no, I, I think that that's a, a perfect idea. And when, when we talked after the session, I remember you like talking about like feeling blocked. And I thought it was so interesting because of your ability to tell before I even really mentioned, because I, I asked specifically if I want to know if you felt the same thing that I was feeling mm -hmm. and to be able to communicate that and be like, Oh yeah. Like you're definitely very tense in this area. Like we yep. can like, and, and when Liz says like light touching, it really, sometimes it's like barely contact with you. So yeah. it does feel very like, okay, there is an energy connection. It's not just, it's not like a massage. You know, I think that that's the thing I, I wasn't sure about. I'm like, it's not like the person's like, physically like massaging That's how you your got body your first one yeah that I wasn't with me yeah i thought it was a massage i went to get a rate get reiki get a reiki done get a reiki I, done. I went to go get a reiki done and uh i was like what it wasn't tarnation now <laughs> oh my god it just went left yeah, that was weird um so yes i i went to get reiki because i thought it was a massage and then they were like and I was just having bad anxiety, and all of a sudden, they're like, okay, so they explained to it, and I was very, very much a skeptic when I went in, and had I known what it is, I may not even have gone. Yep. I'm I so happy I did. Yeah, I'm glad you did, too. <laughs> and I, I'm super proud of you for doing this and making that step, because Thank it is, you. it's a scary thing when you go out there on your own, and Liz was telling me a little something that I'm also really excited about, that... <laughs> In your first month of business, yes, go ahead and share with everyone. So it's not very common to even break even, especially in something like this that isn't necessarily covered by insurance or yes. talked about yeah. on the east side of the United States. <laughs> um, but I not only broke even, I made a $20 profit. <laughs> that is a success for month one. We will take it. That is super successful. Okay. Uh, well, it is, it is important, right? Because at some point by you doing this and I think that validating the financial side I don't know how you are with money or if it's something where it becomes uncomfortable for you to ask someone to pay for a service is that a, oh, an issue that oh my god yes okay so this is something so awkward. <laughs> where you can help me spiritually I might be able to help you with this part of it with because the business yeah side. yes okay it does feel a little bit weird and I think sometimes we have to create little stories in our head to help Yes. Understand, you know, why we're doing it. And by you being able to turn profit off of it, it doesn't make it bad that you're doing it because like you've said to me already, it's about the healing first and that's true. Yeah. And by you being able to move to that eventually full time and sustain yourself and have a life that you run off of your business, it allows you to help more people. So Yeah, exactly. There's an end game, right? And having that in your head helps take away some of the guilt you might feel when you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm really charging someone for this. You don't have to feel that bad because you're helping get a step closer to helping more people and people are willing to pay for a service. They that's wouldn't show true. up if they, they wouldn't show up if they weren't. That's really true. That's my biggest struggle point with it is yeah. because 
I'm so like I just want everyone to experience this. Like I don't yeah. care how young, how old, how broken, how fine you are. Yeah. It's so cool. Everyone can take something away no matter what. It is. So then I'm like, oh like I just want everyone to do it. So like I don't even want to charge all the time because like I just want them to, you know, have yeah. this in their life now. Even if they don't come back to me or oh. they move out of state, you know what I mean? Like they have that knowledge, like, oh, this can help me. Yes. I can find someone who can do this for me. Wow. And I appreciate and I love that thought so much. I think it's so sweet and it's so kind. At the same point, I also want you to make sure that you are still making You're like, Liz, do your books. Do not your only books. that, but I don't want to see you in a situation where you do give this to so many people, but then you have to go out of business in six months because yeah, at some point you can only float a rent for so many months if you're not making money, uh, right? I know, I know. So you do have to, you do have to have it be profitable. And again, people wouldn't show up if they weren't willing to pay for it. And it's not like you're being crazy you're not like yeah. you're not like saying like it's gonna be a thousand dollars a session like i'm sure there's people that would charge no, that yeah like in the la area yeah like, yeah so definitely i yeah i would say a hundred percent keep going down that road if you ever need a little like pep talk about it and you're like feeling nervous just call me and be like I don't know if I can do this. I'm going to yes, take you yes, up yes, on you that. Can. You know, you live close enough by. I'm just going to, I'll like walk my dog. I'll be like, Jake. <laughs> you can literally show up at my me. house. <laughs> I got you. We'll make the phone call together. Let's do it. Yes. Whatever we have to do. <laughs> well, that's, it's funny that you brought up the money portion of it too, because when Reiki originated from Usui, who is the creator okay. of Reiki, um, it was only for the elite. Really? Okay. You had to pay like tens of thousands thousands of dollars just to even receive one session really let alone be chosen to even be able to be taught how to do it to other people it was very elitist it was very sacred it was very wow. like only the rich can afford to heal this way because it is such a grand way of healing oh wow okay so it's almost like it i mean in some cultures i'm sure it kind of still is but a yeah. lot of people did not like how widespread it became Okay. Because now it's not it's not like this elite social club. Like now yeah. everyone is capable of getting healed or healing others. Wow. It's become very accessible and the training exactly. for it is too, right? Like people if you wanted to learn it, there is some place probably not too far from where you, where you could go and learn it if you wanted to. Yes. But when it comes to learning it, which is a little fun fact, and yeah. even so for just receiving it yeah you really want to make sure that you're connecting with the person because if i just go and take a course because it's offered yeah and i'm not connected to the master teacher who is showing me how to do this i'm not gonna be able to be as powerful in my own abilities because i'm not gonna be confident in them that makes sense so i lucked out with my instructor she is the sweetest woman ever uh, and okay. she really made me work for it this wasn't a, yeah, come to my house, take this class, and you're good to go. Like, mm -hmm. I had months of meeting with her and working on my own self and self-love and mantras and healing myself uh, before she would even let me get certified and have my attunement. Because she's like, how are you going to heal anyone if you don't know the tools to heal yourself? That is so lovely. I had to work for it. <laughs> <laughs> but what an incredible thought. So I actually just talked about – now. I'm not, I, and I don't want to take away from this idea because I think that that is incredible and it is important to have that connection. It probably is important to have that connection with the person that you're seeing too, right? When you're going and having a session. Yeah, absolutely. So just yesterday, it's wild that you bring it up on my podcast. I was talking about how like 
how incredible of an idea it is to just be able to show like little acts of kindness and love towards people in everyday situations and how if you could just do this for yourself how much more it would put you ahead in life and mm-hmm. i feel like that there's something about that too so even in so- well especially in something like healing you you have to be you have to be grounded you have to be there you have to be present and i think mindful right mindful yeah and not only like for that spiritually like you can have someone help you with that if that's not your strength but in life if you could do that with anything that you're doing right if you can find a way to work on y- yourself first whether it's your relationship or your yeah. business or whatever it is you do have to find that base because without it like it's so hard to grow in any way without having a good base or to even stay consistent it's wild so uh, good on you for doing that and taking <laughs> the, the time and effort and i'm so happy that you did find that teacher that was able her. to push you Shout out Eileen. Eileen. We love you, Eileen. She also is a spiritual coach <gasps> oh, and like okay. a life coach. So nice. Yeah, she's she's amazing. Oh my gosh. Did you do any like coaching sessions or were is the Reiki practice kind of a coaching session or are they separate? She definitely incorporated her own little life coaching lessons with me because I mean, I already said, like I have anxiety, I have depression on and off, and mm. I like I'm sure most people in the world do like have those self-love issues and those doubts and even if I'm like good for a day the next day it probably comes back and I'm not the best with it and she really made me figure out how to get past that even if I'm not at the best level with that with myself okay before I could even learn Reiki so like even before we were doing Reiki training yeah it was like Figure yourself out, chick. Uh, do you Why mind don't sharing? you love yourself, chick? Like, <laughs> uh, do you mind sharing with me what that was for you? So it was a lot of a lot of tears, <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> okay. A lot of self reflection. Yeah. Um, being self aware in a way that is way more in depth than you would think. I'd like to think I'm a self aware person in general. Yeah. But not necessarily completely about myself. Like, I know how I can appear to others, and I'm very aware of how to act socially. Sure. But when it comes to paying attention to, like, my own – how I treat my own self, I'm not. I just, you know, self-deprecate. I do the whole thing, mask it in humor, call it a day. That's that's how I was used to it. So it was a lot of, you're going to do gratitudes. And I know people are, like, rolling their eyes right now. Like, Like, okay. Okay, like, this is some, like, TikTok shit. Like, Yeah, yeah. You know, but – It's so, it's about being detailed. And I recommend this to everyone who comes to me struggling with similar stuff because it gave me the confidence to even do this business and to relay it to other people. You have to be so detailed with your gratitudes. Like, do you remember any examples? Yes. This is, this is when people roll their eyes and then they're like, okay, you're right. (laughs) So it's like, oh, like I'm grateful I have a toilet. Okay. Okay. Are you grateful that your toilet flushes? (laughs) Literally, she was like, take it a step further. Like, oh, I'm grateful that I can do my dishes. Like, are you grateful that you're able to get your dishes dirty in the first place? Yeah. Like, you can provide for yourself. You need to be so, so crazy detailed. Like, oh, like, I had a spider in my house and I'm so upset. Aren't you grateful that you had a house a spider could even get into? That's so wild. And just taking it as small, as large, however... Um, she also made me read this book, mm-hmm. which is like a self-help book, but it's very spiritual also. Okay. Matthew Kahn, whatever arises, love that. And there's mantras in it. Doing the mantras every day 
really helped too because I'm one of those people who knows and believes in all of this stuff. Yeah. But seeing like the ooey gooey, like corny <laughs> words that I had to tell myself, I'm like, oh, come on. Even though I know it helps. Yes. And after a while, like you get past the like embarrassment mm-hmm. with yourself and you're like, no, like I am cool. Like I am, I am doing this. Like I'm a good person. Like, I love that. What yeah. do you think that by doing those mantras, it does for you, like mentally? Like how does it, how does it rewire your brain? It makes it so much easier to bounce back yeah. from a depressive episode or just a bad day. Because I would sit. I was one of those people who like thrived in my depressive episodes because yeah. I didn't have to do anything like perfect finally yeah (laughs) yeah and i was like okay like and i don't care because like i'm upset right now and i need to pay attention to my body and let my body have that but i would use that to like an extreme sure sure so after like going through all of this when i get into that like i'll still let myself have my day my hour whatever i need but it's so much easier to be like oh wait no kind of a bad bitch like (laughs) bring it back you know like (laughs) It's catching it, right? And I think that the part about being detailed, it's really interesting to me because when you do that, you're causing yourself to have to be very thoughtful, right? You're going to have to really experience not just that moment and that thing, but there's so many other interconnected things that are tied to it. And that's just another crazy metaphor for our world again. That's like, okay, we've got all these crazy interconnected things. That's how it is. And then bringing it all the way full circle back to what you do that's that's the idea right mm-hmm. to have this interconnectedness not just you know after you are got the self-work part of it now you can self start getting others on that path yes and especially because you can't heal when you're in a bad space yeah because i'm not putting my own personal energy into the people i'm healing when you have your attunement and you go through reiki training you get attuned with universal energy, like life source energy. So I'm essentially a channel. But if I'm trying to get your gunk out, like I can't have my own stuff that I'm like using as like a net for you. You know what I mean? So I have to be able to be in a good space about myself no matter what's going on. And that's really helpful too because when we do Reiki – you know, we do do downloads. So essentially we're putting something in your head, in your subconscious mind. Yeah. And it's almost always unconditional love, light protection. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why you feel so great after. Cause we're helping your subconscious mind be like, yes. Yeah. You know, I love that. that and it's kind of like, I guess to go back to like a visual, right? You're this, you're this beacon that's moving something from yes. <laughs> spot A to spot C. You're B. You're, <laughs> yes. you, here's the here's the line. This is how it works. Yes. <laughs> so if you're if you're caught up halfway through, then it's just not going to work. No. And yeah. So when you let's let's take it back a little bit because you'd mentioned this transition that was something that you were having trouble getting into for a little while. Do you think that? having to work in a pharmacy in a pandemic for a couple of years might have had something to do with it. Oh, I can't. Okay. <laughs> what so was that experience like? It it was an actual living nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, I And I don't want to say this because in a way it almost seems like so vapid to say it because yeah. nurses and doctors were going and getting it so much worse sure. than we were in a pharmacy. But people forget that we're like the middleman between your doctor yeah. and your hospital and you being okay. 
So we were getting it bad too. I mean, I am so thankful that we weren't not the people, you know, telling families that they lost someone. I can't imagine what that was like. It was so bad. And at first, I mean, it was scary. We didn't have any PPE either. Sure. So, and people are flocking to us because they can't get to a hospital. They can't get to a doctor, even if they're fine. Yeah, yeah. But COVID was spreading so wide. Like, it was all over the place. And, like, we didn't have any protection for ourselves. And you've got the public right there every day they're coming in. They're actually in our face. And people get violent in medical facilities, okay? Yeah, yeah. So, they're, like, spitting, screaming, like, leaning over the counters oh, at us. Oh, my goodness. So, that was bad. Then you have that okay everyone's actually afraid now so they're being nice sure thank you for working like i'm so sorry all the yard signs yeah yeah they're feeling a little guilty for how they were treating us before but now we're in this awkward phase where like our numbers are pretty low which is sure. what we've all been begging for for two years yeah yeah but now it's like the entitlement. Well, I just had to wait two years to do this or that or the other. So now I just want it here. I want it now. And we're still trying to just come up on the other side from everything we just experienced in the last two years. Oh, yeah. But Absolutely. there's no patience. There's no kindness. Ugh. And it's it's hard. That's be nice be to exhausting. your pharmacies, guys. <laughs> be please. Like, uh, be nice to everyone. Be you know, yeah, be nice to everyone. You don't have to be mean. What the heck? Like it's, we're all humans, okay? It's not that hard, please. It's, it's not that so hard. It's so easy. It's so it's so easy to not say something. Yeah, like take it out on your pillow at home. Like stop being mean to me. Yeah, you might need to go get some spiritual work done. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? Come see me. Yes. Come yes. see me. <laughs> not at the pharmacy. Not at the pharmacy. <laughs> Pay you to see me this time. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> but so, so having gone through that experience, I could absolutely understand wanting to shift because even people that I've spoken with on this show that have worked jobs that weren't directly related with it, something about even the part of having to, you know, whether it was a little bit of time of just having to sit with your thoughts more or really have to decide because you're like, okay, well, there's this big crazy event that's affected so many people. It makes you change the way that you think a little bit. Yeah. 100. I don't think my body has experienced cortisol levels (laughs) like it did during the pandemic. And this is from a girl who had ulcers at five thinking about mortgages. Okay. That is how stressed I was and how because it's sad it's scary like not even worrying about yourself worrying about like your family your friends families i did lose a friend who was my age to covid and and that's just crazy because like we're the same age like you're you're he's a healthy kid yeah like why did that happen that already was just hard yeah and then i like being home i'm like a little introverted extrovert okay like i like to go out and like, you know, mom's night out. I'm not a mom. That's just <laughs> what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like to have those days, but I really like not even being home with people. I like my autonomy time. Just solo, just decompress. completely. Like even like not having my dog in my face for like 20 minutes. Like I like solitude sometimes. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, like the pandemic, like it sucks. I go to work, I go home, but like I'll, you know, I'll be saving money. I'll be doing this. I'll be doing that. But it did not help my own mental state. And I'm like, but this, this would be my dream normally. (laughs) And it totally wasn't. I was like stressing about things that didn't matter, stressing about things too much that did matter. Yeah. 
everything was a symptom. Everything was something even worse is going to happen. And oh, yeah. that is so insane to me. I, I mean, and what's it like, even I guess for that situation where you're in the public all the time, I know I'm a super hyper hypochondriac as it is. So like yeah. <laughs> I, during like the peak of things, I figured I had COVID every single day. I'm like, oh, yeah. this hurts. I must, if this is it. This is the yeah. time. Like this is it this time. <laughs> so like always having that in your head where this, I've constantly got this thing that it's like, is it going to be bad this time? Yeah. Am I going to just be okay and skate by? Is this going to be the one that gets me? Is it going to be terrible? Am I not going to make it? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, like, I know I haven't gone out other than to work. And then it's like, there's not a single chance because we eventually did get our PPE and stuff. It's like, there's no chance that I have COVID right now. Like I haven't been doing anything, yeah. but convinced, convinced I had COVID. Yeah gosh it's crazy yeah what a what a wild time that we you know i can't get over it like <laughs> no and it's still it, it's still one of those things where now it's like are we on the other side i don't know like i i hope but i, it I don't know it feels like it which actually covid is yeah. um covid i finally was like you know what i'm doing it i'm doing reiki i'm yeah gonna offer it to the public and then i was like but wait like covid's still a thing and yeah. if i get it i could give it to like family or like my boyfriend's family i was like wait a minute i can't do this and i almost didn't wow and then i just had that gut like intuitive feeling like no you need to do this now yeah because something somewhere down the line is gonna need you to do this now and i no matter despite my fears of covid yeah i was just like you know what no i'm doing it well, good on you for getting I out there. Didn't. I I <laughs> can understand. Crazy. No, I can totally understand the hesitation, and there's still like the side of it that's like, okay, well, do I add extra precautions? Do I make sure yes. that I set some rules and guidelines of like what people need to do? Do we yes. need to have some some vaccination guidelines? What is it? You know, what yeah. do we have to have to make that a safe environment for both yourself and the people that you're working with? Yeah, especially for people that I don't know personally. Yes. Who are reaching out because like they heard from someone or they saw it online yeah. and they're reaching out to have it. Like I, not only just for my own safety, but I'm like, do you have like health conditions? Do you have anything, you know, because there are classes and stuff in the building. And if someone really needs healing, but yeah. they're high risk and they don't want to be in public, like, okay, well, let me see what time I can get you in when no one else is in the building. That's nice. So it is it is still nice because, like, you still get to have that, like, okay, like, we're still being protective, but, like, yeah. we're also still seeing people. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's important at some point that I'm happy that there's a, at least a little bit of light there because we can't live like that forever. <laughs> you no. know, if I, I can't imagine what society would be like, what people would be like. It's it the time that we had was so tough as it was. So, like. I don't know. It's it's a challenging, challenging thing. Yeah, and they already say that we're going to be replaced by robots. So right. Can you imagine <laughs> oh if like God. we stay in this pandemic and lockdown? Like we really will be replaced by robots. Not only that, everyone's going to live in their own little virtual reality world because it's going to be so terrible to be alive that you'll just put like a helmet on and go to sleep. The and metaverse. Just, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to the metaverse <laughs> for real, though, right? It's Someone the... call Elon. <laughs> I, I feel like it's not that far away. It scares the hell out of me. I, no, I saw an article the other day that said twenty forty five. People are going to be able to choose if they want to continue their lifespan in their physical body or be put into one in like a virtual reality metaverse something. That is wild. To live like forever on in like a different new body and like just leave their physical bodies. Like how insane is that? Wow. That. But it's also like that ties into spirituality. Yeah. Because essentially we are not our physical 
attributes. Like we are a soul inside like a flesh body. Yeah. We're just piloting like a meat suit. So <laughs> like Okay, you, okay. Meat suit, you lost me. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined meat it. Meat is such um, a disgusting word. What? <laughs> like Jake's talking about meat suits, and I'm like, oh wait, is Elon Musk like a spiritualist? Like, is this what I'm learning? But no, I hear meat suit. <laughs> and derailed. Um, oh jeez. No, but I understand exactly what you're saying. So the I- idea of like you're not you're you're more than just what is here in this physical presence yes and the fact that we're thinking like oh can we put this into a database and now you're here too is like but this virtual wouldn't that be crazy and maybe i don't know if this is just me being weird or like if other people feel this way too but like do you ever feel like your physical body is not who you are like in your soul in your personality oh yeah totally like you don't like i don't actually look like this like my personality like my mouth my voice like they don't look and sound like this yeah so like how crazy would that be if like elon really is onto something here and we can create what we think we look like and on like a spiritual soulful level that is wild and I, because then I might be down, right? <laughs> and I, I wonder though, because that is also like I feel like that's a chi- a changing picture too, right? Like, yeah, who who I think of, how I think of myself. That's that's a different person than who I am sometimes. A hundred percent. I thought that was just me. No, no, I feel that way. Actually, not sometimes. I always feel like there's this weird gap for me of what I think I am versus what I feel like I actually am, and I'm not sure how to connect those things. And sometimes they feel disconnected to me. Uh, I feel disconnected from who the same thing, like who I envision my personality and like internally who I am yeah. versus like externally who I am, even in a day to day, like clocking into my job. Yeah. Like my soul is not there, but I physically am. And I have to be like, Oh, you know, thanks for calling the pharmacy. How can I help you? But like inside I'm like, Sup. <laughs> so do you ever feel like I think that part of that comes and I might be off on this, but I'm curious what your opinion is. I think I know where you're going to do go. you feel like it's because you're not serving the, your actual purpose that you should be serving? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that ties into an even crazier idea mm-hmm. of the. Um, oh, my gosh. What is it called? So like not only like past life yeah. stuff, but like tied into that reincarnation. That's okay. what I'm looking for. I almost feel like, especially now, like you cannot get enough consciousness in the world. Yeah. So anyone could be a psychic. Anyone could be a medium. Anyone can be a healer. Anyone can do the creator's work or God's work, whatever term you like to use for that. Sure. But, you know, you have religion, you have churches, you have, there's rules. Because if we're all stepping into our own power, that's a problem, right? Because then we can't be controlled. Makes sense. So I think part of that consciousness, especially the way things are going on since the pandemic, since even TikTok, like I'm, I can't believe I'm like shouting out this app. (laughs) Yes. But everyone is understanding and just be like being blunt. Like, hey, I think this. Oh, you think this. I kind of think this. And it's being more widely accepted. Yeah. Yeah. So how I kind of feel like it's like the same thing. It's like, fighting with how you feel you are internally versus externally, because like maybe we're on a higher level of consciousness and we're able to remember some more of like who we were in a past life. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And like, maybe that's why we feel so out of place or like we're not meeting our full potential 
because we haven't figured it out yet, but somewhere in our subconscious mind, our brains are like remembering the pattern yeah. and trying to help us break it. I think that there's something there and I don't know exactly what the source of that is. Yeah. But there's for sure something there where it's, and this is something that if I really think about it, I feel like it's always been part of who I am where I've always had this, like, I just don't quite feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And yeah. I don't know what gets me on the right path or if there's a time, there's been moments, there's been glimpses in my life where I felt like, okay, this is really right it. Right place, some, right time. Yeah. Sometimes that keeps going. Sometimes I have another realization where I'm like, this ain't it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but there are, there are moments where I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm at least part of what I'm doing. You get that feeling where you're like, okay, this feels like what I'm. I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Even if it's just for now. And I'm very interested by people that are very much in tune and feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. The people that have that so like real drive of like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think it's a rarity. I think most people have the self-doubt and the all other things. But I, I'm yeah. curious how many people have what we just talked about where you feel like you're not like you've got that weird disconnect. I would be willing to bet that we're in the majority. Yeah. Or maybe people aren't self-aware enough to be able to describe it in the same yeah. way that we are. But I feel like I know more people who have at least said things closer to what we're talking about yeah. than I know people who are like, I'm doing what I'm meant to do. Like, game on, game over. This is it. I'm coasting. Makes sense. I, I think there's a, a weird thing socially, too, which is something that by th what I'm doing in the show is trying to help with this because I think there's a real social dynamic of people taking on things that they don't want to do and putting a facade on to be someone who they're not really in order to carry out this like standard of, well, this is what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. And then <laughs> told you that's what it's supposed to look like. And it's because <laughs> like, of like the people uh, before us, Yes, which is so insane. Yeah. It's so crazy when you really want to like psychoanalyze it almost like yeah. how many people haven't been able to like exploit their sexuality because well, like my grandparents, that's not what you did. Or, yeah. I have mental illness or like even people who weren't diagnosed with autism who had it, who yeah. were just looked at funny. Yeah. Like, Oh, there's something wrong with me as a person. Like, yeah, as, so and I'm not, and since I don't fit into the mold, right. I'm yeah. not part of the and group. All that gunk like trickles down. So now yeah. people are like in a weird spot. I think now because people are more like not caring, like yeah. who cares what, people who are like 80 years older than me thought like I don't care anymore I'm living in my truth mm -hmm. this is where I'm headed so I don't know it's just like it's so crazy because like history repeats yeah and leaves a mark and how do you like get over that fully because then everyone's just feeling like impending doom and imposter syndrome right <laughs> and that's like, for real like it really is and it's very much part of like how do we shake that how do we yeah. get out of that that sense and I think it's going to be a process. I think it's going to take some time. I'm hoping that we find a way to come out better on the other side of it. Yeah, and get super personal with yourself, yeah. which is usually the hardest part. It is. It really is. And I, I, at the same point, it's almost necessary because right now, where I mean, the world feels like it heated up a little bit and the temperatures, you know, there's a lot of conflict with a lot of folks. At the same point in time, I, I think by getting people and having conversations and talking again and being able to actually sit down with people, I think that was probably the worst thing. Outside of the pan 
the disease aside, the side effects, the side effects socially, what I'm talking about when I say the worst thing was removing completely getting rid of like face to face interactions and having that, that barrier, the barrier of the internet. Right. And that's becomes the main mode of communication. Mm -hmm. I think we have to take that as a little bit of a warning signal too, that like if we jump too far into this where we can completely remove the ability to actually sit with somebody and we're not quite replicating that right, there's some conflict that arises out of that because we haven't figured out that mode of communication perfectly yet. It's very new. It's only been yeah. around like 20 years, yeah, and we've only been using it like this for like 10. And and it's just getting scarier. Yeah, and part of that is Twitter, which sucks and is not a good form of communication. Stop. So Twitter is like my dark diary. It is. Like, that oh is God. like my most foul self, and it's I'm so like, funny, don't but follow I lo- me. <laughs> it's so funny, but it's not a, not a very effective mode of communication. No. But I understand what you're saying because if we can just normalize communicating more yeah. in general in like an appropriate way and then changing your opinion when you learn new information would not be such a like yes. crazy thing to happen. Absolutely. And like all of these cis white people oh my, right, that's in. who are being mean and nasty yes. to people who are just trying to live, laugh, love. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be so problematic. E- exactly. <laughs> and there's something, just like what we said earlier, there's something about y- <laughs> it's very easy to not b- be a problem for someone else. I, I, know. I mean, I'm just like not a problematic person as it is, so I feel like it's difficult. You're the least problematic person I know. I, 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 I don't. <laughs> I just don't understand it. Like I, like if something bothers me, which not a lot of things do, but if something does bother me, I could just like leave. I don't like have to take. I could just go away. Like it doesn't I have to be. You just pack it in the suitcase and walk like, out your door. Like I've done it before. If I've been in situations I don't like, I just leave. Like, I mean, that's definitely a safe option. And I'm talking again. I know there are outside circumstances where everybody can't. You know, this is very they vaguely always, speaking. Yeah. You can't always do that. But in a social situation, like if you're mad at the person working at Walgreens, you can leave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love a good Irish goodbye. Yes. Are you serious? Oh, my. I thrive on Irish goodbyes, okay? Like, and it's not even necessarily I've been offended. Yeah. I'm not feeling that great. Like, just something. The vibe just changed. And I don't feel like discussing that. I just want to go home, reset. I'll see you in another week. I'll probably Irish goodbye then. In fact, now that I think about it, Liz, I don't know that I've ever said goodbye to you at a party. (laughs) You're probably just, I'm just like, oh. Okay. That is so, even at my house. Yeah, just go Even when you're at my house, I just leave. I'll just go in my room. It's so funny. <laughs> you know what? I'm tired now. Oh my gosh. I love that. I think that no, I well, I think that there is a good message that we came across today. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but there's for sure one in there. There's probably a lot in a couple. here. Couple. <laughs> there was that. Yeah, this was good. <laughs> so one more time for everybody, if you wouldn't mind, plug your business and where people could find you if yes. they wanted to set up an appointment. Perfect. So I am in the wellness center called Illuminate on Cryo Road. It's in between Concord and Painesville off of 44. Mm -hmm. Um, You can find us on Facebook or on Google. And the links to my information and all of the other people. We have so many cool people there. There's psychics. There's mediums. There's massage. There's yoga. Everyone there is super cool. The owner, Patty Lombardo, she's great. Um, You can find us on any search engine. Easy. And I'll I'll put it to make it super easy. I'll put it in the show notes so that everybody can find the website. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Liz, it has been awesome. And obviously, you can always find the show, Finding Self with Jake, on Facebook and Instagram. And we've been doing a challenge for the last couple of shows. I'm going to keep doing it and be really annoying about it. 
one person. That's all it. All you got to do. Share the show with one person who hasn't listened yet, especially if you're listening because you like Liz. And I know a lot of people that like Liz, so please go ahead and share it with one other person, and cool. let's keep spreading the word. Thanks, awesome. guys. Thanks, Jake.